Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Aesthetic MD Insider Radio Show. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Aesthetic Insider is a 360-degree aesthetic medical industry news source. You can learn more about us by visiting www.aestheticmdinsider.com. Today, we have a really special guest with us, Dr. Alexander Rifkin. Dr. Rifkin is a cosmetic surgeon, and he's based at Westside Medical in Los Angeles, California. Today, we're going to talk about subliminal beauty, which is something I know just all of our readers are really, really interested to um, learn more about. So, Dr. Rifkin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, tell me, subliminal approaches to beauty, um, you know, we... We know that most people walking into a plastic or cosmetic surgery office say they don't want to look done. Um, None of us really want to have those telltale signs of having any procedure done. Um, So, you know, can you explain a bit more what your approach to achieving that subliminal beauty would be? Sure. So So what I mean by subliminal beauty is twofold. On the one hand, um, so on the one hand, it's a... Um, it's the, the game that we play is to make people look as great as they can, make people look really just the the, the best that they can be, um, refreshed, uh, younger looking, more more vibrant, and do whatever we can we can, to do that. But we can never make them look done. We can never nobody can ever know that they've had anything done. And, and that's and that's the, the 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 most important thing, is that no matter what we do, it has to be natural. It has to be something that uh, that that blends to within with with their look that looks that looks effortless, and and then we really can then we can really know that we succeeded. If they come back to me and they say that uh, their friends tell them that they look refreshed, that they look great that they look like they've had a vacation but none of but nobody ever knows well what is it you know there's something about you that's 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 different that's nicer but i can't put my finger on it and then i know that if that's a really successful um that's really successful case and so that's the first part of it and then the second part of it is that when somebody when you look at a person when you look at somebody's face you subliminally you can tell how old that person is, and the, the studies that have been done, you know, it's really interesting. These studies that have, done, that have been done, where they flash pictures of people up in front of the subjects, it takes them considerably less than half a second to estimate someone's age accurately because your brain is hardwired to look, to assess things in an instant and, so, and, and do so without you even knowing it. And so your brain automatically goes to read someone's face and read certain specific points in a person's face and estimates their age. And that's how you now, can tell. Now, are there secret clues how, that are giving that age away? There, I, I think there are. And the first, the first clue that we, we know of already is volume. And so a person who, whose face is gaunt, whose face, uh, who, where there's hollows, face looks deflated, they look older, they look more tired. And that's always one big clue, and that's something that we know now, but it hasn't been that long that we've been really um, addressing that issue energetically. 
And for, so now what we do is we put volume into the cheeks. We li- we we re volumize the face, and we put we uh, refill those areas that are empty. Um, but the main the areas that we uh, first focused on is the cheeks and the cheekbones, um, and uh, and and you know nasolabial folds like always uh, around the chin, that kind of, that kind of thing. But there's other areas that I think I think are very very important. Um, there's areas, that, and these are areas that people don't usually look at. Because, and I, I know because when I mention it to people, they say, "Oh, well, you know, I, I, I just, I had no, I never really looked there. I, it's not really something that I pay attention to." And those, first of all, first in line in those areas is the temples. And when the temples are hollow, people look gaunt. And when they look gaunt, they look older. And so when you refill the temples, it's really a very interesting thing because the person autom- immediately looks considerably, um, you know, younger and refreshed. And you know it's it's the case because if you think back to like you know you think about 16 year olds, you think about teenagers, and you look you, you think about their faces. Their faces don't have hollows. Their faces flow. The contours flow from one to the other. It's always there's a fullness there, and especially around the temples, you don't see any 15 year olds with hollow temples. So it's you know it, it's an, it's an interesting thing. So that's one thing, um, and it's all those points. Figuring out what all those points are and correcting them subtly and naturally, and you, the final result is someone who looks younger, looks more refreshed, but nobody can tell what's been done. Absolutely. And now it's interesting because I would imagine with women in particular, if you wear your hair back and if the temples are. I mean, there there are more ways I think that women can kind of conceal an aged temple area than a man could, and so it's fixing temples for men and for women. Is that something you do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's the the thing about it's different though with men and and with women in terms of what are the the goals of what I try to do with men and women are slightly different. And so, for example, I, I wouldn't want to. A woman's face, I would want to to soften a woman's face more so than I would for a man. And filling the temples a little bit in a guy is okay so that they're not hollow. But not, but if, but I wouldn't go, I wouldn't fill it as much as I would, for example, for a woman. I wouldn't want to make his temple, his, the contours of his face soft. You know, I'd want to make them still defined, you know, so that jawline is defined, that that. The temples are, are, you know, the, the cheekbones are defined, and with, with with women we tend to go. And these are shades. These, are, of course, are shades. They're somewhat somewhat artistic in terms of, you know, where where the where that line is. But with women it's a little bit softer. With men it's a little bit more defined. Okay, great. Which actually great. does, and that brings us to the next point, the next area, which is um, that people don't really think about, and it's the the um, it's the it, it, it's interesting because. It's the jawline, and then there's the and then the other area is the forehead. And, the, and having a nice defined jawline is something that people think about because they don't want to have little, um, you know, the the the, the little jowly area, you know, area that people get or, with time. But when you when you reestablish, when you add to when you add filler to the angle of the jaw in the back, and you redefine that area. It's really, it's really quite incredible how that jawline changes and how that little jowly area becomes much less prominent. Hmm. You know, 
And then, and then, what would be another um, like kind of secret clue on your face that's giving away your age? Um, I think that as we, and this is something that we rarely address now, but I think that this is the next kind of thing that we're going to. I think it's the next thing that we're going to pay attention to relatively soon because in Asia they're paying attention to it quite a bit, um, and that's the forehead. As we get older, our forehead goes from being rounded and convex to being flat or even concave. And if you look at someone on profile, you see, again, you, if you look at a teenager on profile, their forehead is nice and rounded and convex. And if you look at, at a, someone who's older on profile, you notice that their, that their forehead is flat or even there's, it's, it's even indented a little bit. And that's because we lose... Again, we lose volume, we lose skin thickness, we lose fat, we lose muscle, we even lose bone as we get older. And those hollows, they, the, the eye is trained to pick up on those hollows. So that's, I think, going to be an interesting area that we're going to... And I'm doing some of that, some correction of that now, and people look just, a, just better without, you know, again, people don't... Without giving it away, you know. Now there are certain there's like many different products out there for to to fill the face to like to, to enhance the cheek um, for the forehead area for the lips. Um, how do you kind of mix it together? Are there particular you know um, fillers that you use in combination? Um, you know what would our, our yeah. listeners you know be asking for if they were to say you know I really want to have my cheek area down on my forehead or my jawline, um, just to give them a bit more of an understanding, what would that be? Sure. Um, I think I think that's a, a, a quite an important question. Um, the first the first determination, though, that people have to have to make is really, as opposed to the filler, is really the person doing it, and that person needs to be very experienced in doing fillers and in doing these kinds of what I call non-surgical sculpting, facial sculpting, you know. And so if somebody is very experienced doing that, they can work with multiple fillers and get very good results. Um, the, the, the best practitioners know the advantages and limitations of each filler that, that, that we have available to us, and we have quite a few these days. Um, and they use them in, in certain areas. They use one. In certain areas, they use another. For, exa for example, Voluma is a great filler. It's a hyaluronic acid. Um, it just came out about a year and a half ago. It was approved by the FDA. And it lifts very well. It volumizes very, very well. Um, it's reversible, which is really great. Like all the hyaluronics, you can, if you, if you want to bring it down, you put a little bit of enzyme and you can bring it down. It dissolves it. But the best thing about Voluma is just how long it lasts. It seems to last a very nice amount of time. The studies show two years, but um, in clinical practice, I'm seeing a year and a half at this point. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully more. We'll see how it goes. But so that kind of filler is something that I use in the um, in the cheeks. It's something I use uh, in the temples. Um, it's something I use for when I want to volumize and I want to put something uh, deep. So it's something when I, when I want to really kind of re, restructure the face. Radius is another filler that I use in, for for similar purposes 
when I want to put something deep and have it have it really uh, lift up the skin. And that radius is um, is, uh, is is calcium, and that's something it's it's uh, that that lasts a good amount of time, and uh, and and lifts well. Um, it's not reversible; it doesn't last quite as long as, as Voluma, but it's also less expensive, and there's various considerations. For more superficial um, kinds of filling, like for example for lines, um, I would use something like Juvederm because you can put it more superficially and it looks very smooth, it flows very well, it's also um, hyaluronic acid, so it's also reversible, and it lasts a decent amount of time. Um, but it's really nice for that kind of smoothing thing. And then the last thing, for example, with vertical lines for the, for the lips, um, there's a new filler that recently came out called Restylane Silk, and that's really nice because you can put it under the skin fairly superficially and put it as a kind of like a, a, a blanket under the skin. It's real, flows very well, it's very thin, and it gets those little fine lines and just kind of pumps them all up, and it lasts a decent amount of time. So there's lots of stuff that we have available, and knowing what to use in what situation with what patient, that's the art of it. That's, it's, it's, that's the fun of it. Hmm. That's amazing um, to actually, I, I've never had anybody explain, you know, this kind of reversible beauty, if you will, which just yeah, sounds great to me if, you know, because a lot of people, <laughs> you know, they're quite concerned about, you know, um, am I going to be happy with my results? And I think that does help make a decision if, you know, that you have the ability to be able, if, if perhaps a patient felt a little too overfilled, that you can kind of reduce you know, by reversing the effects yeah. uh, quite easily. Yeah, well, you know, Dr. absolutely. We have about a minute left on the uh, on the show, and I do want to make sure that our listeners, you know, um, know how to reach you and make sure that you know we we have any um, other secrets to be revealed. Um, <laughs> is there, are there any other areas for people to secret clues that people should pay attention to? Under the eyes, under uh, very the important. Eyes. Those. Those under eye, uh, the, the the hollows under the eyes, causing uh, dark circles, they're easily filled. It lasts forever. It's a great place to to uh, for filler. You know what I have heard because there is a lot with kind of shadowing um, that with un- the under eye area that it is the shadowing that makes kind of people look more tired, older, um, yeah. and once that area is filled out, then it's less shadowing on the face. That's exactly right. That's ex- Angela. That's exactly the right. Uh, that's exactly how I present it to my patients. When there's a hollow, there's a shadow. When there's when there's a shadow, there's a dark circle. If you fill up the hollow, there's no shadow. There's no dark circles. People look less tired. People look younger. And the interesting thing is that underneath the eyes, for some reason, it's a special area, and we still don't know exactly why. But when you put hyaluronic acid underneath the eyes, it lasts for a very long time. For some people, it lasts for a year and a half to two years, but for a significant number of people, it lasts for five years, six years, seven years. I had wow. it done for me, and it lasted six years. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And is, would that be a Juvederm type product you would use under the eyes, or what? What? what, what I like what both Juvederm. I both. I like. Um, I like both Juvederm as well as Restylane. Okay. So I use I use both products. At this point, I'm using more Juvederm, but I'm preparing it to make sure that it's not. Um, I, I, I hydrate the Juvederm so that it's uh, it doesn't absorb too much water. 
And that's again, that's part of the art. You have to know how to how to prepare the the, the fillers as well. And one quick last question: with many of these, this subliminal beauty, um, is there downtime? Is there um, you know how much time before a patient, you know, a person is ready to go out in public? I tell people to not uh, schedule events for a few, you know for a few days after the injections, just in case there's a bruise. Usually these bruises are small and you can cover them up and it's really not a big deal. But, you know, just you never know. And just in case, even the best practitioners, they get bruising. It, it just happens. And so um, I tell people, and that's, but that's the, really the only thing. If there's no bruising, there's really very minimal swelling. Um, and there's certainly no pain afterwards. So, but just to you know, kind of be on the safe side, I tell people don't go, don't go scheduling a uh, a meeting with President Obama uh, the day of your injections. Okay, well that's that's uh, good advice for all of us. So, Dr. Rukin, please let our listeners know how they can reach you. Sure, um, my website is www.westsideaesthetics.com, and it's Westside A E S T H I C S. Sorry, I misspelled my whole my own website. Um, anyway, WestsideAesthetics.com. Okay, so that was WestsideAesthetics.com. Yes, and the phone number is three one zero four four three five two seven three. Well, Dr. Rukin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, love to have you back on in the future um, on perhaps some other subjects. Um, hope you have a, a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks very much, Angela. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.